Hello everyone, I'm so excited to welcome you for another podcast episode. Um, I have a very special guest speaker, um, Ojok, all the way from uh, Uganda. Ojok uh, is a very passionate community development builder. Um, he has a lot of experience and studies in uh, development, international development, policy, and uh, he has uh, engaged in what he himself calls radical um, development in his own village, Okele, and um, it's a really, really impressive initiative that talks uh, about the true essence of um, asset-based community development, about um, harnessing the, all the different assets of the community, about genuine, genuinely involving the community to reinvent the place. Um, it's a really inspiring story and we recorded a few different episodes with Ojok. So um, I hope you enjoy these, uh, these episodes and uh, you also get inspired so we can keep learning and learning from each other. So in episode one um, with Ojok, um, we are exploring who Ojok is, his background, and uh, how he got in, he got to get involved in uh, in the Okele Community Development Initiative. Um, how did his life experience got him to do what he does today? Um, we also um, unpack how he embarked on a journey, on a quest to understand uh, things in his country and uh, to understand social inequality and uh, how, what we can do to improve this. And uh, we also get a glimpse on how the Okele Community Development Initiative and social enterprise all began. So, fasten your seatbelts and enjoy. No, thanks for you know accepting to do this podcast. I read your art, uh, the article about your uh, village, you know, your town in the Guardian, and I was very impressed because it uh, it actually embodies everything I believe in, and you know, I work with here in Australia and around the world. Um, yeah, especially about the people power and how you reinvented your whole community through social enterprise and taking, you know, advantage of the natural resources. So do you want to start by sharing a bit about yourself, who you are and your background, Ojok? How do I pronounce your name, by the way? Ojok, okay. We can stick to Ojok, yes. Ojok, okay, Ojok. So do you want to start by by telling us a bit about yourself and your background and for our listeners to know? Yes, sure. So my name is Ojok Okello, and uh, I'm, I'm the founder and CEO for Okere City. Okere City legally registered as Okere Community Development Project is a rural development plan to really catalyze or structure sustainable development in this very specific village called Okere. 
Yes. Okay, but I'm very, before yeah. I, before I, I uh, yes. No, 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 keep going. Yeah, before I, we, we delve deep into the project, perhaps just a little bit about myself. Sure. So I am a trained community development worker. I obtained a bachelor's of development studies degree from Makerere University, which is one of the biggest and the best universities in the continent. Uh, this year, the university is celebrating 100 years. So it's uh, quite um, a well-established university. And then I went to the London School of Economics, where I studied international development and graduated in 2015. So what I am doing with the Okere City project is really anchored on my professional experience and academic background. Professional experience because for the past 12 years, I have been directly involved and working on the front lines of development programs and projects in Uganda, but very particularly in the northern part of Uganda. I began my career about in 2010. Uh, at that time, the northern part of the country was really just trying to start rebuilding itself after a protracted uh, civil war that had ravaged and destroyed the social economic uh, structures uh, of the society. So we were starting to rebuild from the ground. So I UK, which is mm -hmm. a UK international charity. I also worked with the local NGO, particularly on agricultural development programs. And I later on went to work with um, a German political foundation called the Konrad Hadenauer Stiftung, which whose work hinges on the and deepening of democratic principles and ideals not only in Uganda, but in over 120 years. So I've been in this space for, for quite a bit of time. I've gained practical experience. I have developed wide and dense networks of individuals and or organizations, you know, that are in this space. And, and you know, the, 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 the agglomeration or the combination of these skills and experiences that have exper that have gained over the years gave me a unique opportunity to ask myself a fundamental question of mm -hmm. what do I really want to do with all these skills, with all these resources, and with all these networks that I have? And that is what endeared or what encouraged me to start the Okere Community Development Project. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, the introduction. It just, you know, gives me and our listeners an understanding of all your depth of experience, knowledge, and um, your, um, you know, how, you, as you said, you brought everything together for your community. But I want to ask you another question to get to know about yourself 
Ojok, I want to know, were you always so um, interested, passionate in, in community development, you know, um, sustainable development, international development, et cetera, et cetera? Um, or uh, is it like, you know, what is your, before that, what's your story before that? How did you get to be so interested and pursue such a depth of studies and creating those networks and all this amazing work that you do? Can you take us back to a few moments, perhaps in your timeline? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So when I was a little child, I grew up from a little town, you know, in, in the northern part of the country. And at that time, um, most of the people who lived in the villages had fled to this town because there was a lot of a lot of civil war and instabilities in the villages. Mm -hmm. And I at, at a certain point, my home, my mother hosted hundreds of relatives, you know, who had, who had, who had nowhere to stay. So my mom okay. hosted them. So as, as a child, you know, I, I started becoming so interested and invested in, in understanding why people should run away from their homes. You know, I, I couldn't mm -hmm. quite understand why somebody should run away and then come to, come to somebody's home and where they are, there is very little in the first place. So, so, and as a result of very many people being at home, we always had scarcity of resources. There were instances when we don't even have where to sleep because there are dozens of people at home. Basically, my mom had to kind of, you know, share her room with, with us, her children, because she had to take care of other people. And so this kind of early childhood experiences instilled in me uh, quite an, a quest to understand why some of these things happened. And later, you know, as I grew up, um, I, I, my aunt then was, was at the university and I asked her, so what, what do you study at the university? What is it about? Then uh -huh. she introduced me to this whole idea. You know, she told me I'm doing development studies. I told her what is development studies. Then she told me it's really basically understanding why some people are poor, you know, why you know, some people have so much and others have so little. And also particularly and most importantly, what we can do about some of these problems that people face. And, and this really made me to become so interested. So theoretical perspectives of, of, of why some of these things happen. Why yeah. should people be, why should people be so poor? You know, yet other people are living in affluence mm. and, and too much stuff around them. How could these resources be distributed? you know, and, and all these things. So I became so interested and invested and I started reading lots of, you know, texts on, on community development, on development, because my aunt then was at the university and so she had her notes. And so when, when it came to my time to apply to the university, I knew what exactly I wanted. I knew what kind of career path I, I wanted to take. And so basically, so, so basically this, you know, combination of factors led me to become the kind of person I am.
Yeah, thanks God. <laughs> you became that person. And, um, it, you know, it shows to me the power of having like a burning question, you know, um, that sends you on a mission to find out an answer and all the journey that unfolded from there. And um, your life experiences kind of give us an insight into your values, you know, that your passion uh, for social justice, to understand, to improve places, to help with equity, you know, people and equality and, and development um, involving the community. Now I want to ask you a different question on the other extreme. You said you have experience through different organizations and projects. What made you leave all this kind of behind Ojok and embark on an amazing journey with your own village and community? Was there something that you noticed, something that didn't yes. align with you and your values that uh, sent you to a different direction once again? Yes. So I, so I started my career as a grassroots crusader, you know, riding motorbikes into the villages, training farmers on, agri- uh-huh. you know, on farming methods, on agricul- you know, providing agricultural extension services, and all these things. But the moment, the more I advanced my academic career, I started living this kind of, you know, on the ground, grassroots work. Mm-hmm. You know, I started having lots of engagements in conference halls and conference rooms, having policy-related discussions, working on policy papers, and um, I, I got so frustrated along the way because somehow when I was getting, as I was climbing these career ladders, you know, I thought I was going to be able to influence policies and, and shape, you know, how they are implemented from above. But quite often in Africa, this is not really the case. You know, policies mm-hmm. are shelved and nobody really cares about their implementation and execution, right? Oh, Jok, tell us about your frustration. Yes, tell us a bit more. Yes, so initially when I started my work as a community development worker, I was involved and engaged in practical on-the-ground, boots-on-the-ground work, training farmers, training young people on business development and entrepreneurship and all this stuff. But, you know, when I gained more experience, when I got more academic training, you know, I started more engagements in policy and roundtable discussions and conferences, you know, in fancy hotels, most of them in Kampala. But quite Mm -hmm. often, you know, the the things and conversations on these conference rooms in Kampala didn't really reflect what I knew or what I know to be the practical challenges that ordinary rural people face, right? But also I noticed that most of the fruits of my work, whether they were academic articles, whether they were policy papers, you know, were just being shelved and beyond, you know, perhaps little conference discussions and academic discussions, they would stop there. So I really got so frustrated, you know, that 
I mean, I, I could do more. I, I could perhaps, you know, not be able to change all the villages in Uganda, but I could transform just one village in Uganda and it becomes a key learning point for the entire continent, known remote and isolated village. But it is to create something that in decades, that in centuries, the world will descend here to learn more about what a different rural development approach actually means. This, this to me is like a laboratory of, subs, of, of some sort. Yes, sounds amazing that uh, this disconnection, you know, that you felt and this frustration led you to this highly innovative and impactful uh, project that, or, you know, more than beyond project that uh, talks to the true essence of rural development. So tell me, how was, how did the whole journey begin with um, transforming that place and, you know, um, getting to where you, you are today, which we will talk about more, of course. But tell me, what, how did it, how was it at the beginning? A joke. Yeah, so the, the truth of the matter is that I really didn't set out to even start this project in the first place. It was mm -hmm. not in my grand scheme of things, you know. I never anticipated it. I never envisaged it. But um, you see, I, I just returned to Okere village about four years ago because, again, because of the civil war. My father had died when I was a baby, a toddler. I was just six months old. And, 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 and my mother, you know, was dislocated from her husband's roots. She got married. In Africa, you know, patriarchy, we are really still a highly patriarchal society. And, and as I grew up, you know, and, and especially when I was a big man now with my own family, I started asking, you know, fundamental questions of identity. I, I started wanting to belong. So I started looking for my father's roots. And, and where his village is. And, and, you know, just about five years ago, I, I decided to come back, you know, to this village that I know no one in and nobody even knew me. But wow. in, in Africa, even if, you know, somebody is not there, they will keep what is rightfully theirs in terms of land. So even when I, I was away for 30 years, you know, my father's, you know, my grandfather had made it so clear that, you know, this land is for my son, who is my father, and you can only use it to grow food, but not, like, build a house. Because, like, if somebody wasn't from my father's household. So so when, when we returned, you know, I, we, we uh -huh. found that, you know, uh, no, a little bit of land was, was left. For, for my father's household. And, and it gave us a good beginning. And for me, really, when I returned home, it was just a matter of, you know, why shouldn't I put a little grass-touched house so that when I return from Kampala, you know, I have somewhere to sleep. But you see, that wasn't going to be the case. 
Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this first uh, podcast episode with uh, Ojok and uh, you got inspired. You got inspired by his story, his quest to understand uh, um, the inequality in his country and his motivation behind his work and how he got involved in the Okele Community Development Initiative and Social Enterprise. Stay tuned for episode 2 and 3 and uh, please enter in contact if you would like to collaborate with us on a podcast but also please uh, visit uh, Okele, Okele's website and support the initiative through donation. Um, everything helps and uh, we hope that, uh, you know, um, more than anything that this this wisdom and knowledge and stories imparted uh, inspire your work so you can keep making a difference um, in your community and organization thank you